Testing. 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 Boy, Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Blue and Girl Podcast. Hello, welcome to season two. Joined by my lovely co-host. Co-hosts. Co-hosts. <laughs> Plural. Co-hosts. Co-hosts. Don't forget the S. Co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been a long, it's been a long time, time. Oh my since gosh. we've gathered here together like this, right, Gabby? Yeah, yeah, we haven't we haven't done this in a minute, in an hour. <laughs> Why did we say a minute for things that are long? That just must be like, ooh, tricky there. Keep you on your toes. Like a minute's quick. We haven't done. I haven't it. done this in a quick. No, I haven't done this in a short like in a know, period of short period of time. I don't yeah, know. but yeah. you always say like I'm thinking a minute for something like I'm thinking so long. I learned the other day that the saying, <laughs> actually Trevor told me this, but basically you know the saying is like, um, Houston, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. It actually came from like when NASA there's an issue with oh, a I ship, that. Uh, not a ship. Wow. Oh, shit. Wow, my brain. I was thinking, oh, NASA. <laughs> and all her ships. I was thinking. I was thinking of spaceships. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I got um, you. Anyways, there's an issue, Don't and die. like the person who connected to that story, there's a software engineer, or like whatever engineer, mm-hmm. a female who is in charge of getting the issue sorted out mm-hmm. and helping them to get back um, to safety, and. Guess and she was in she was in labor at that time so she was in hospital and like in the middle of having a baby she's here doing this wow. massive thing um rescue mission if you would call it guess who her child is wait is her child Houston no no you're just saying like guess who this person is guess who her child is it's a uh, someone who's <laughs> it's a celebrity influential someone's influential uh, can you do a guess um George Bush. First of all, I feel like he was already alive. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. Oh, someone else shot. Oh, someone else has to be from the 80s. You're never gonna guess, so it's Jack Black. What? Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> what are you joking? Like, I'm not joking. Jack Black's mom worked for NASA. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. How does that have to do with who's doing the problem? Don't ask me. I just relate the story I heard. Last night. Houston is the name of the person. No, oh. Houston, it was in the Houston, NASA headquarters in Texas. Texas, apparently. Houston. Houston. So they said, Houston, there is a problem. Because Jack it's... Black was born. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> so Everyone listening. Anyways, I know you didn't join us be to well. hear random See stories about know. Jack Black. So be there or be square. Be there or be square because I'm not going <laughs> to see you around. You get it? <laughs> on this episode of sayings that don't make sense that said be square <laughs> I was trying to remember how it was like a mind game see around be. to be a square oh no okay. let's bring it all together yeah. hold it all together <laughs> in our hands it falls apart <laughs> 
we as you can tell we are rusty but we have some good content for you today it's just a conversation <laughs> about things that we've learned through the pandemic now that we're kind of like after three borderline post-covid like that's where we're at right now mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about things that we learned during this whole uh-huh. people listening to this in november <laughs> fourth wave <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, Sorry. Anyways, whatever the Lord. But hopefully not. But yes, whatever God decides. As we were saying about uh, being kind of post COVID and post the pandemic, we're going to talk about some things that we've learned through this entire debacle, really, because that's what it felt like. Do you All right. Imagine? No, we're going to start with a Gabby. Ooh. We're listing one at a time. First thing that pops up to your head of what you learned during this panoramic Panda Express COVID-19. Is it a sham? Was it a sham? Vaccine craziness. Racism. Indigenous chaos. And so much more. What did we learn? I hope as you're listening, you're taking a pause to reflect as well. We can all do this little exercise together. <laughs> I need to get my thoughts together. Um, One thing that the pandemic put into perspective for me is just the fact that there's no room to um, be wishy-washy. In life, that because I think wishy washy might be a Jamaican thing, or to to be, or to be like to be on the fence, or to be in a gray zone Mm -hmm. about anything, um, like walk with God, but also just about just like just being, uh, what's the word? Undecided, indecisive, and fickle, um, about things and how dangerous that like yolo kind of mindset to life can be mm-hmm. um because there's no intentionality and no ambition um like and no uh what's the word direction direction in mm-hmm. life like what if you live according to that life style you you lack direction and then you lack purpose and that's the thing that people don't talk about. Like, they just show the yellow side, but on the other side of it is, like, the frustration, like you said, of not having a direction and a path for your life. Like, after a while, it gets frustrating to be like, I'm just walking around with no purpose and no direction. Like, it's, you it's feel unfulfilling. unfulfilling. Yeah, yeah. But you think that that is something that people were doing more before the pandemic versus after? I don't know about other people, but I'm just, like, I'm leaving the these past three pandemics with so much more <laughs> or is there it's one pandemic three lives. three lives oh really it's been <laughs> it's 81 <laughs> years oh, yeah no but i'm just leaving these past three lockdowns with so much determination to live a life of purpose and to not be on the fence about the decisions that i make and on the fence about my relationship with god like I am so sold out. Like, I'm not going to be a lukewarm Christian mm-hmm. or um, 
you know, like uh, kind of in, kind of out, mm-hmm. or like eh, going like, through the motions. Going through the motions. Like if I'm gonna do something, I've realized that it's so important to do it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if that's related to the. Actually, I don't. It's just it what you learned. Yeah, it's what I've learned mm-hmm. because I was. That's kind of how I was living before. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, eh. not necessarily in relationship my walk with god but just in general kind of like purposeless um and just kind of like taking life as it comes not necessarily like that's a bad thing but Mm -hmm. it's just especially living that way in the pandemic it was like very unfulfilling Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel like i had a purpose just like down and like yeah that's not the life for me Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, that's a, an interesting thing. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Not that I was expecting you to say anything, <laughs> but, um, you know, I've never, I haven't thought about it like that, I guess. And just looking at, maybe I feel like there are going to be some people who are going to have the mindset that now after the pandemic, YOLO, but there might be people who like in this, were in your position and now it's like, you don't want to live in that, that way anymore. You actually want to be intentional. Because mm-hmm. I can relate. I think I definitely was more of a YOLO person. Like, well, maybe not so much YOLO, but just like, I don't want to have regrets. So I'm going to do as much as I can kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like changing to be like, I kind of like you said, to be more intentional about the things that I'm doing and to go with more direction as opposed to just, doing everything you know mm-hmm. and that's actually better and I think honestly there's just normal seasons in life where like sometimes it's good for you to take it one day at a time sometimes that's yeah, all you can do true. Mm-hmm. but then you have to move past that and actually live beyond just like going through the motions or going day by day and actually think about where do I want to go mm-hmm. like what's my goal here what's my trajectory what are the things that like I can do or need to do for God and in my own life and in my family kind of thing. So yeah. cool. I like that. Ari. Um, I feel like the pandemic has really shown me um how many people were like living um as half half a person and living like chained to their yesterdays or the pain like how much pain can really influence your life and like I don't know, I guess with the pandemic, there's been so much time to reflect and I'm like, wow, like, we don't, like, there's so many, I'm talking about myself too, like, there's so many things that you might put away and like, you're like, okay, yeah, like, the past is in the past, or you don't even realize how influenced you are by the circumstances in your life, I think is what, what I've realized from the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and how many people are just, like, living with hurt that I don't even realize like it may not they might be might not be able to put a finger on it but that hurt has influenced the very person they've become and like I think why I came to this realization is because like I said in the pandemic there's nothing really to do but think and like observe and I think Mm -hmm. it exposed people's hurts people's wounds people's pain people's past like in the pandemic because it's like you're not able to rely on the distractions that you once had you know maybe was hanging with friends or doing different things like you're really just stuck with yourself and I think that's when like all the flaws or all the things that you need to work on comes out in the light but Um, also in hardship too yeah in hardship it's true like it's a test of your Your character. character and like if you already had a weak mental 
mind mental state to begin with and like you thought it was strong but like under in pressure. this under pressure it really reveals all the issues um and i don't know i was reading psalms 139 verse 3 to 5 in the passion translation and it says you are so intimately aware of me lord you read my heart like an open book you know all the words i'm about to speak before i even start a sentence you know my every step i will take before my journey even begins You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. And I was, like, reading that, and it just really jumped out to me. Like, I don't know how many times people have acknowledged that there is harm in their past. Like, if you, like, are you even allowing God to spare you from the harm of the past? Or are you just, like, walking around, you know, holding on to things and holding on to hurts when God can heal you of that? And I realized, like, we kind of hush-hush or less is said about... Um, how the pain of the past can rob us from the blessings that God has laid up in our future. Um, and it's interesting to think that God is working on our behalf to lead us to the future he has for us, while at the same time ensuring that yesterday's hurts never collide with tomorrow's mm-hmm. blessings. Yeah. But I was thinking about it, but the irony is the only way to truly be free from the harm of your past is to allow God's love to confront our wounds and expose our bondage. And I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah, God can only do as much as you let him. Because it says God will, um, the verse said, God will ensure that yesterday's hurts never, sorry, no. God will ensure that we are spared from the harm of our past. But it's like, will you even allow his love to con- confront those areas mm-hmm. and even that need healing? Um, and I just don't, I don't know. I've just really been like looking at life and looking at things I see, people's actions and reactions, because I believe that everything, there's a reason behind what people do. I'm like, wow, there's so much, like, we we kind of rob ourselves of the healing work God wants to do, and we don't even allow his love to um, confront the hurts in our lives, and like, I don't know, that's mm-hmm. really, I don't know, really a really long tangent there, but that was <laughs> what I was, I thought about this pandemic, one of the things. So that's something you learned about others. Gabby spoke about something she learned about herself. Um, uh, I've learned a few things. And I obviously, we'll talk more and have more discussion. But uh, off the top of my head, I would say that the pandemic has taught me a lot about myself. And it's been a reflecting time to kind of realize that one of the things that I want and to also realize, like, the things that uh, so God used the time as well, like Ariel said, like, with not being able to do anything and opened up a time for more self-reflection and spending time, quiet time with God to show, like, different flaws in yourself that God wanted mm-hmm. to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, just to kind of learn more about me and where I kind of like going back to what Gabby said at the beginning, but where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, so not just like learning everything that was bad or like not the greatest, but also creating a trajectory and like a goal for the future and in basically trying to live a purpose-filled everyday life. <clears throat> but specifically, I would say one thing I learned about myself through the pandemic was that I realized that and this is something that I've been thinking a lot about right now as opposed to maybe in the beginning, but as I'm learning that I actually value having 
value having connection is that the word like before i would say i was the kind of person who'd be like would resonate with the statement um we don't have to see each other for a while like if we just see each other after years whatever like very quick like it it's all Gucci because we can... You know what it means? Like, you know, yeah, you know, it's all friendship. love, low-maintenance <laughs> friendships. And there's there's definitely... Some truth. Some say. truth in that. Like, I, I don't like high-maintenance friendships. Um, however, I think I'm maybe realizing that I'm growing and maturing and maybe wanting something different or realizing that I want something different, which is just maybe a mixture of both where it's like I'm more resonating with the statement uh what's it oh what's it called it's like if if someone uh really cares then they will make the time that's i'm that's if the general he he <laughs> no no yeah if that's the general i've mm-hmm. seen different quotes that different, kind of go along yeah. that mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. but it's like and so i'm kind of realizing that i'm more resonating with that as opposed to in the past because i think maybe it's also with age too but i've been thinking a lot more about who i'm surrounding myself with just because i'm getting older and it's like at this stage in the game it's like these are people who are coming with me i think for for life for the long haul or like and you're going to be a part of my family you're going to be influential in my life and Mm -hmm. so it's like well um i don't really know if like it's it's caused me to think about like the amount of energy that i've been putting into different things and you know it's not in a negative way like i have love at the end of the day for everyone however i think god has been showing me things Mm -hmm. just to make me maybe prioritize my time differently as opposed to placing a lot more of my energy and like my time Mm -hmm. and just trying to uh connect with people who aren't necessarily reciprocating any return then it's just kind of like a wake-up call you know like perhaps yeah people go through their own things but perhaps people just don't actually care as much as you think and Mm -hmm. that's fine too but you can't you can't drag people to change you can't drag people to or force people to care about you in the way that you care about them Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you have to be able to just allow them to do their thing and move on and open up yourself to other possibilities Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was very open to, I was not open to all the possibilities before. <laughs> it's not like I'm very great at just making friends off the bat. And I just, it was not really a comfort place, a place of comfort for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the friends that I had, I was like, let's just stick with this. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And, but now it's like, well, Lord, I'm open to uh, whatever it is that you would have for me in terms of like connecting me with people who will actually, you know, be there and support me and actually be involved or make an effort to anyway to be involved in my life so that's kind of what I've been learning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would echo that too in a sense like I've through this um lockdown period two years ish I've just honestly learned to trust God more and like every capacity like in every sphere of my life and like, like Janelle was saying, and even in the friendships and the connections that I make, like I'm just kind of done striving um, and like putting 
energy into places that I in my humanity think um I should invest in when mm-hmm. God literally yeah. never you know pointed me in that direction yeah. and I'm just learning like God knows what's best even when it comes to friendships and when it comes to connections like and he does like align your path with certain people um even if it like doesn't initially make sense or it's not something that you'd be drawn to um naturally like in on your own like ultimately God aligns your path with certain people and just trusting that like in God's timing I will make connections and friendships with people that God has for me and I don't need to open a door prematurely or Mm -hmm. climb through a window (laughs) trying to get Mm -hmm. that connection Mm -hmm. on my own because ultimately God knows what's best for me and I open myself to unnecessary hurt Mm -hmm. and disappointment when I try and I'm striving Mm -hmm. to create connection where like Janelle said there's no that person is not reciprocating or not interested or God just did not intend for that to happen mm-hmm. and like just learning how to manage expectations like yeah that's a huge thing and I think like one thing we talked about in a previous podcast was that we I think it was in a friendship one too where we were saying that you know we can't actually get upset or mad when we encounter some disappointment sometimes in relationships because reality is we never actually stop to have a conversation and like tell each other our expectations about certain things. Mm -hmm. And so just from a lack of open communication, you ended up in a position where one or both parties are feeling kind of hurt or Mm -hmm. just like, you know, feeling some type of way just Mm -hmm. because there was no conversation. And so I think another thing I'm learning is to be more bold and courageous. And like, I'm again, connecting to the thing, the part that like, I feel like I'm getting older and it's just like, I don't care. (laughs) But I need to be able to have those open conversations with the people around me and be like, Hey, you know, like this is kind of like where I'm at. Don't know where you're at. This is kind of my expectation. What's yours? Kind of having that kind of, that kind of dialogue is so crucial and it's, it's a sign of maturity, but it's also, it's just important if you actually want to be able to, I think, avoid um, this, like, avoid, what do you call it now, issues in relationships yeah. and um, prevent yourself from, mm. and you also become closer, I think, too, and you're able to be stronger together mm. because you're able to have, like, really open and raw conversations mm-hmm. with each other. So that's kind of, like, another thing. <sighs> I'm like listening to what you guys are saying. I'm like, yeah, that's really good. Really good. It's so interesting you saying that because I think what I've learned is like I'm very comfortable. Like before I wasn't comfortable um, on my own. But right now I'm like, no, I I really enjoy being like alone and having my own time. And <laughs> yeah, like, me too. No, I'm that, not saying you don't. I'm just yeah. saying for me that's something that like I really it's kind it's, of it's, um, it's, um, yeah. it's really opposite for it's a paradigm shift for you. Yeah, because yeah. like mm-hmm. I've always thought I was an extrovert. Like I would thrive like thrive off of um spending time with others and get my energy from Mm -hmm. that but i'm like no i actually i'm fine like you know it's so interesting oh obviously there's like spectrum i mean sorry there's um exceptions exceptions like with you guys but at the same time like even just being by myself like you're finding that you you are able to refuel yeah you enjoy yeah i think this is self-reflection yeah it's a lesson in balance god is teaching all three of us balance where gabby and i would have been more in the extreme to be like we don't need anyone yeah let me have have this space leave me alone 
Um, God is bringing balance because he desires us to be balanced in our personalities. Mm -hmm. And so even if you are more extroverted or more introverted, God actually desires us to be able to kind of dabble a little bit in both areas. Yeah, because just like Jesus could draw away from the crowds and he could be fine. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, he had to be in the crowds. Mm -hmm. So both things are necessary at different points in time. And you're going to have to be able to develop your personality to reach a point where you're able to do that. Otherwise, you're not where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. I think it's like, everything you said I agree with. Um, I think I'm going to correct what I said. So it's like, before I would be like, oh, I'm so lonely. But now I'm like, I'm alone and I'm enjoying it is what I meant to say. I think mm-hmm. that kind of gives mm-hmm. a better um, explanation mm-hmm. for people who don't necessarily know me. Right. <laughs> Um, anything else that you've learned? I've just, I don't know if it's something I've learned, but I've just been so, like, disgusted by social media. Mm. Like, I don't know how to describe, I was, I met up with someone earlier today and we were talking and I was like, it's almost like, this is, like, so embarrassing. I don't know if embarrassing is the right word, but, like, it's, like, embarrassing (laughs) that people, like, literally live in their phones in the sense that, like, let's just use Instagram, for example. Those people are, like... Like, there's a whole entire world outside of your phone, and all you can think about is posting. And I get that some people have jobs, and it's like, I'm not talking about those people, I'm talking about the people who are like... And the funny thing is, sorry, just going to interject, a lot of the people who have Instagram jobs, you'd be surprised to see that they, I saw quite a few people say like, oh, I only spend an hour Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah, I've seen that too. Even though it's their job. Yeah, I've seen that. So... Yeah, I guess I'm not coming for those people, I'm talking about the people who are like, like, you would know, I don't know if anyone listening, you just know who you are. Like, the people, you can go on their page, and it's, like, their whole life. It's, like, I need to post this, and I need the attention of people. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, I don't know. I've just been disgusted, because I'm, like, there's so much more to life than you and your, like, in this moment. You it's know, sad. like, it's, it's like, yeah. embarrassing, but I guess the word is sad I'm looking for. Like, I don't I really like to put into words. I've always just not liked social media, sad. but, like, more and more, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, it's really just, like, we're doing this still? It's a tough place, honestly. I I think it's just going to continue to yeah, be... Balance. It's going to continue to be Pervading what it is. <laughs> like, I, it's not going away. Mm-hmm. And it, so we're true. just going to have to learn how to manage it. Because yeah. it is a tool <clears throat> if it's used properly. Mm-hmm. However, it definitely can be very toxic. Yeah. Super. And I think for me, maybe not... I won't come for social media as a whole. I just think it's, like, that whole, like, mindset for going after things that really have no worth. Like, attention... Likes and, like, mm-hmm. feeding your self-esteem. When we all know at the end of the day, you put so much effort into posting these mm-hmm. photos and, like, you're still unhappy with yourself. Like, That's you're... True. You post yeah. your half-naked edited so Like, you know, that type of thing. It's just, like, I... So I don't know. True. When I go on social media these days, I just feel, like, a negative, like... I don't, sometimes, I don't know, maybe I'm just overthinking things, but I feel like I can go to a page and feel people's mindsets, and well, you can tell they're not healthy. Like, deserving. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, deserting. this person is really struggling in their mind, but then to everyone, it, like, comes across, like, oh, here's my life. Like, I believe it. And it's like, you know. I get what like, you mean, because sometimes, it. And it doesn't happen for every single page I come across, but oh, yeah, there's definitely page. pages I come across, and I can just, like, you could just kind of sense the mindset of the yeah. person. and it's, like, sad, it. like. It's, it's very sad. I'm like, oh my goodness, how many how many people do you represent, and how many people are walking around, you know, chained or like they're stuck in their phone when there's a whole world around them and they don't even they're missing out. And mm-hmm. I guess it just goes back to my whole idea of pain and like 
yeah I don't know your idea no I what said he was, in what the beginning like people are hurt and like oh, hurting oh, but then they oh. don't even like you don't they just yeah, go on their pages are, they're and, they're running to distractions because yeah. they don't want to deal with I think more than anything, I've realized the crucial, crucial, crucial need for therapy. Oh. Well, yeah, therapy. <laughs> but in, along with social media and just the internet in general, the need for education on um, how to find good sources. Misinformation oh, is insane. And if oh, the pandemic has mm-hmm. taught us anything, yes, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like... People will believe absolutely anything that they read on the internet, and it's so, so sad, sad to it's me. It's so sad. And in instead of actually putting money into you know funding the education system to teach children and even to open up some kind of courses or something for um, for adults as well to learn how to find credible sources online, mm-hmm. that is huge. And I think obviously that's a huge governmental thing that maybe we, we won't have much of an impact on. However, we can impact uh, if you go to a church and like if you have some kind of small group or community. These are some of the things that I think in addition to talking about Bible and scripture, you need to teach your people about practical things too. Mm. I'm sorry, but I can't have the piece someone Googling, oh, like, I'm going to cure cancer with this green leaf. Yeah. Or just, that's a random thing, but there's so many things that people read and take instead of getting actual credible information. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not... I, you know I use a medical example. I'm not saying, like, every single doctor out there is legit or every single yeah. person. But there's definitely places to start to get information mm-hmm. that is going to, you know, be more truthful than just doing a quick Google search mm-hmm. and clicking the first link you see, you know? Yeah. But anyways, um, that's... You can add, like, money management onto that list of oh necessary gosh, yes. um, teaching topics that... Literally. Our education system has failed it. <laughs> yeah. And not prepared I think for. even now in this modern generation of like, I think our millennials and Gen Zers now, because younger, I think the younger population is being able to access a lot more money than our, fa- our parents and grandparents. Definitely. And so... I find that younger, like people younger and younger, are becoming mm-hmm. more interested in finance and how mm-hmm. to invest because mm-hmm. now they have access to things yeah. way before necessarily our parents did. Mm-hmm. And being able to find information on that, it's overwhelming. I know yeah. so many people in my age group who are like, you know, I want to invest and I want to do this. It's like, but don't I don't really know, know where to, to start, yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I do think having conversations about money is. Yeah. good as well because god requires us to be good stewards mm-hmm. good stewards of our body good stewards of our money good stewards of our children yeah. or family and so these are all things that we should be talking about you know but i guess that's another thing <laughs> yeah along those lines i guess i have learned or I, yeah i guess i've learned or i'm realizing that i just have like very little tolerance for like what's the word like um material kind of surface level kind of things oh yeah what um do you mean? in conversations oh conversation um yeah i don't know how to put it into words but i just i'm not like stimulated or interested in having 
empty empty conversations, empty connections, empty connections. I think that's also why, Gabby, when you said materialism, that was kind of what I was trying to get that with social media too. Like it's just like okay, like let's get past that. Everything's just so empty. Mm. I'm like, no, there's no way you're happy or fulfilled. You know. Um, sorry, but keep going on that. No, that's what I was thinking. No, I agree. And I'll circle back to that being something that I want to definitely be more intentional about creating because you can't just place the, it's so easy to place blame on other people. But the reality is if it's in a partnership or in a relationship, Mm -hmm. then the onus is on both people because at some point, you know, you participated or you contributed Mm -hmm. to the problem. Mm -hmm. And so I also want to purpose to be more intentional about creating spaces where I can actually have conversations that are more than just, Mm-hmm. you know surface level yeah. and having more in-depth and deeper conversations because those are the things that are nurturing and like what are the word, the word refreshing maybe mm-hmm. and those are the things that kind of fill you up more than just yeah. like i mean don't get me wrong it's nice to laugh and have a good time yeah but at the but same no time to do that to do that all the time is just like it's empty and it doesn't really do anything so but as you were talking about um misinformation it just reminded me like i've never been someone who's had a list of like in terms of i'm not the type of person like looking for a relationship or anything like that and i've never been the type of person that has a list of non-negotiables but this year has really shown me (laughs) this year has really shown me that like stubbornness is absolutely no like stubbornness in any form like and i was like why am i so disgusted by stubbornness then i was like literally I'm weird. I have to like find everything in the Bible, and I did a study on stubbornness, and almost every person in the Bible, like Pharaoh, was stubborn, mm. and Pharaoh is not in God's like you know <laughs> like stubbornness. And I think it's so easy. Like because I had to check myself because like I had to look at am I stubborn? And like I think with stubbornness, it's like you just want to be in control, and then this mm-hmm. desire to be in control is not godly anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm just really it's not here for spirits. I'm really Definitely. not here for stubbornness at all. Like it's ungodly, and I don't think anyone like that's kind of like controversial. But like it's, it's not, not controversial. controversial. I think to everyone is ungodly. I think everyone knows is stubbornness ungodly. is a poor quality. Yeah, but to but they can ungodly. Is it what I'm is saying. ungodly. <laughs> Scripture says stubbornness is a sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Okay, so what's stubbornness? It's in the same scripture. But stubbornness and rebellion are connected. Are you, are you Sorry, I was just looking for a note I wrote about I can't believe you said that stubbornness is, or you're having doubts about what it's not. Stubbornness no, I agree is. it's ungodly. I'm just saying, I know some people. No, people like, will just be offended. Doesn't yeah. mean that I don't think anyone would disagree with you yeah. to say that absolutely no believer ever in history said. It is godly to, to be, be stubborn. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. And if it's not godly, it's ungodly. Yeah. Stubbornness is, is idolatry. Exactly. And idolatry it is, is, is ungodly. Yeah. And it's true. Stubbornness really is the idolatry. Scripture like reference. You want to be in control more than you Sorry. would rather mm-hmm. God. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to interject, but just in case anyone's curious, it's First Samuel 15, verse 23. And to back up my Pharaoh point, um, Exodus 7 verse 13 in the Amplified Classic says, but Pharaoh's heart was hardened and stubborn and he would not listen to them. Um, and then I was like, who is stubbornness associated with in the Bible? And it's just no one good. And I think that's really shown me in this wave of misinformation. Like, I don't really oh. care that you don't know things, but if you're willing to have an open conversation, but like when you're so stubborn, 
in like wrong like, ways. set in your wrong ways. Mm-hmm. It's just it's scary. Off. It's like really scary, scary. really really scary. Really and to that, to add on <laughs> to like non-negotiables, like immaturity in every form. Like I just like it takes. I don't know. I was oh, no, no. wait, redefine it. No, <laughs> not everybody has arrived as a state of I think what you what's a non-negotiable for you is lack of emotional intelligence. That's what I was about to say, yeah. I was going to clarify. Like, being (laughs) mature and emotionally intelligent. And I put the two together because it's like, it takes a level of maturity to be like, hey, X, Y, and Z. Like, if if you had said something that hurt me or, you know... It's so true. Or, like, to be aware of your emotions to the point where you can do something about it. Like, a lot of people just be aware of their emotions, but they're immature and they just put it on the back burner. Or maybe they're half the people, though, who want things, but they're not bold enough or courageous enough to initiate. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. a poll on my Instagrams, and I found it very interesting oh, yeah, sure. that most people most people want open communication. Most people want brutal honesty. But most people don't want to be the one to give it. And they don't want to be the one to necessarily initiate it. Oh, which means that that's why it's not happening. Because even though everybody wants it, <laughs> most people the aren't Spider-Man willing to. Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man points at Spider-Man. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Hopefully someone's listening who gets it because it's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. So the problem, I think, isn't necessarily that everyone is immature. Everyone isn't wanting these things. The problem is that people are scared. And why are people scared? Mm-hmm. Why are okay. you fearful? Yeah, you're f- afraid of rejection. But I think you have to get to the point where it's like, do you want this more than the so true. the want- cheap friendship or the shallow friendship? Right, right. Or are you like, yes, okay, the worst that could happen is your friendship stays the same. Or mm-hmm. you just like, because I don't think anyone's going to just like cut you off because you had an open conversation. Uh, maybe some person might, but I think the worst that could happen is that your friendship just kind of dissolves, and you know, mm-hmm. there's not going to be any hard feelings for the most part. Because I know most people respect when you can be honest with them, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll be able to be like part most ways. Psycho. Yeah, they'll be able to part ways with you and know that like, hey, like I still respect you. Yeah, that's the worst that can happen. But honestly, you're also keeping yourself from the best that could happen, which is that your friendship right. grows and it becomes stronger and deeper than so it did true. before. So it just, I guess, like, we're all saying the same thing, that we just kind of don't have the tolerance for a lot of things anymore. Yep. And I think we've just, like, it's a, it's that saying about knowing who you are and knowing what you're worth mm-hmm. and knowing what you want to have in your life. I know it, it sounds, sounds like a post. It sounds cheesy, and I know no, everyone's no, saying the post, but it's the truth. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you have all of this reflection has caused us to look at ourselves and see our mm-hmm. flaws, but then also to turn and look at the things around us and say, you know, we want change not just for ourselves, but right. in the people around us. And we want the change in our relationships too. Right. And we know that we are worth and we deserve more and we want to create an environment in a space that actually uplifts our spirit. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to continue to tolerate to yeah. tolerate things that are just going to hinder us. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's, it's not really related to what you're saying, but I, you guys will understand how it flows. But I just, like, I'm no longer interested in continuing to um, uphold broken anything, like broken mindsets, broken structures. Like, this is not more so talking about church. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally almost 2025. Jesus is coming <laughs> tomorrow. We're in the last chapter of Revelation. It was it's a year 3000. <laughs> I am like as if I want to go to go back to a 
broken, a, a broken system like church so culture or not or, or like or yeah. religiosity yes. legalism like yes, oh we, yes, it's yes. literally like broken church culture it's almost 2025 and you still mm-hmm. have a personal relationship with god like that's just scary in the sense that like scary not necessarily that people don't have that but like churches are just pushing this idea like you know like i just feel like the whole focus on the wrong thing yeah and like i'm just not interested in not feeding my spirit like that was like maybe me two years ago was when I wanted to do my own thing but I just realized like how absolute garbage the world is and everything this world has to offer is trash like I I think oh that's a grin yeah all of it I think we have that's yeah I really feel like what the pandemic every single day I'm like this world is garbage I will would not be alive (laughs) without Jesus that's what at this point one hundred percent I'm here because God has placed me here and I'm existing solely for Him at this point in time literally. Period. Um, yeah, that is it. just speaking on broken church culture. Something that I've also been thinking about is that, and I've been learning that actually worship is great and everything, but we've been learning, we had a podcast once that it's becoming more of an idol of than course. anything. Boy, and yeah. it's basically like a cover up because a lot of people can worship get their so, way out of their problems. And not even, but just like you mm-hmm. get in the atmosphere and you like the experience and you, and it feigns, yeah, yeah, it feigns um, this sense of closeness to God. And yes, you're close in that moment, mm-hmm. but then you go about your everyday life and you actually aren't doing the things that it takes to maintain a relationship. Exactly, exactly. Daily consecration, mm-hmm. daily surrender, daily laying down your life. Obedience. Except a seed fall, that falls into the ground and dies. How can you produce fruit? Yep. So instead oh of gosh, you yeah. have instead of like actually doing what needs to be done, I realize that we've been just kind and of like using worship as a band. Using worship as the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. And I know some places actually don't even do as much teaching and preaching as opposed yeah. to having just worship like way more worship. And worship is powerful, don't get me wrong. However, mm-hmm. anything absolutely anything that takes the place of putting God first and foremost in your life and he is the person that leads and directs you every single day mm-hmm. everything is an idol mm-hmm. even the experience of worship right if it's not changing you and forcing you to be different on an everyday basis something is not right Yes, and so I've been learning that too because obviously there's a worship craze going on and mm-hmm. again it's beautiful because a lot of people are getting to experience and feel this is the thing about social media too mm-hmm. this is the where you can it can be used as a tool where a lot of people have been exposed yeah, to the gospel exposed to worship mm-hmm. through social media through the pandemic because mm-hmm. everybody was at home on their phones on mm-hmm. the internet right. on YouTube and they encountered something that they've never encountered before. And I'm sure many people came to know of who God is and had some kind of experience with him. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely powerful. But I just think here for one-off encounters. Yeah, it's just cautionary because you don't want people to just, you can so easily fall into that euphoria um, and like the continual euphoria and fail to actually commit your life, to commit God. your life fully to God and to actually end up walking with him as he wants you to, because you're missing out by not doing those steps. Like we said, daily consecration, obedience, obedience. It's so funny as you're talking, I think another big thing I've learned is like, wow, I completely did not understand Christianity at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what think, do you mean? Um, like, like. What Jesus intends the church to be, or Christianity um, oh, as yeah. our world, as we know it. Today. No, like what Jesus intends. Like it's just so interesting. I think I was talking to you in the kitchen, and I was like, "Wow!" Like 
adulting as another thing is a ghetto but like i'm coming to a place where i'm now appreciating growing up because i think with that comes a whole bunch of revelation and just understanding Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. i'm like a revelation junkie like i just love the idea of like Mm -hmm. i don't know learning Learning. some new things Mm -hmm. so it's been really nice um and i think that's one thing i'm like okay maybe adulting is not all that bad yes there's hard parts but i wouldn't trade the knowledge that I now under have and the things I now understand for like for lack of lack, knowledge, yeah, exactly, yeah, lack of knowledge and like not having responsibility because it's definitely like I feel like my whole life I don't know how to describe it like there's so many things I've learned in the past literally two years my whole life has changed my whole outlook on everything has changed mm-hmm. I'll go back to the thing about like Christianity or how it's supposed to be I literally was like okay yeah you just go to church on Sunday yes I always knew you had to have a personal relationship with God but like if there's one thing the pandemic showed it's like I had to figure out, do I even love Jesus? Is that mm-hmm. something that's like, mm-hmm. you know, who is, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. is this something that I'm just doing because I was taught? Or yeah. is it do something, you love him you know what I mean? or do you love the culture? Yeah. yeah. And like, what is even Christianity? Like, that's just like man's, like, that's a man-made, con- like, you know, like man-made everything that we think Christianity is, is just man's, I, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I understand. No, I understand what I you're understand. saying. And I think like all three of us have found that in different ways. I definitely have had so much more revelation about different things and just like my walk with God just this past year and having getting to know God but I think one of the highlights for me is spending time in the word and recognizing that how powerful the word is and how how you just have to stick with it honestly you won't know until you look back but my God (laughs) just in the past year alone so much change and so much improvement just by making it saying you know no matter what i'm gonna try and push to do something daily with god and that doesn't say that every single day i got it right but god has shown me like you actually stayed more consistently you've ever been before Mm -hmm. just by you know pushing yourself to do that and that consistency allowed me to see god in different ways allowed me to understand things better Mm -hmm. it allowed me to be more receptive also to god's correction yeah, and that's true. he, you know, sometimes God can only show you so much mm-hmm. based on where you are. That's but the so closer true. you get to him, he shows you things that, you know, maybe would have hurt you or like been too yeah. hard for you to handle yeah. Your pride a year before. It's yeah. so true. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a huge learning, learning curve. I've been learning more about God and my relation, like how I fit into who he is, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't think I connected myself with him, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I didn't, there's God and then there's me. But really there was supposed to be a partnership and there yeah. was supposed to be like, it, wow, it really supposed to be fluid as yeah, opposed like to just King being separate entities. Being united. Like, I so, that's so funny to say that. Yeah. I was reading John 15, like, I'm the vine, you're the branches, except you, whatever. Some translations say to be united with God. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, that, that's why I just make you say that, because it's like, yeah, like, that's God. I love God. Don't get me wrong. But, like, where where is this? The partnership piece is like, a little bit gray. Like, yes, I have God like, on the inside of me, but what does that look like? Yeah. And I think the pandemic has really been a time where God's like, here, let's shine spotlight on these things and, like, show you how what this is what i expect for my my church my children my people my bride whatever you want to say and i think also something that i've that has happened is that i've the focus on miracles signs and wonders has decreased massively for me wow yeah which is huge that's huge (laughs) 
like yeah. oh lord it's, only it's so knows like, like yeah. honestly yikes to you gotta girl. get to the place where it's like if i don't see not necessarily i don't know if this is godly but i think it should be your foundation so maybe it is godly but if i don't see miracle signs and wonders at the end of the day do i still love god and will i still mm-hmm. pursue a relationship with him because mm-hmm. like i feel like when you're when your whole kind of like a mindset regarding church is to see the blessings or to mm-hmm. see or, or to receive blessings and so to true. see miracles and mm-hmm. to see signs and wonders supernatural. So and true. the supernatural <clears throat> like that doesn't like it lacks sustenance and you set yourself up um for lots of disappointment mm-hmm. and like it's not sustainable there's and yeah and, and it's, it's not it's that like, god can't continuously work miracles but like the minute no, you, in the seasons where there's no miracles you're out like exactly no there's no commitment dedication. like yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm saying, but I feel like, yeah, great that you're saying that, Jay, because the foundation does have to be, like, love and, mm-hmm. like, trust um, in God, mm-hmm. first and foremost, because, like, that will get you through in the seasons where there are no blessings, mm-hmm. or there are no Or there's signs, bad things that happen. There's mm-hmm. bad things that Like, being able to explain. understand that I'm just not going to get everything, but that's okay, and, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, that has been a hard lesson to learn, like, and Ooh. trust me, it's taken time, and yeah. it's like, we can all speak on that, that, like, yes, we don't understand why God has done certain things, mm-hmm. but we're okay with that, because you know what? Your ways are higher than mine, yeah. and I just have to, it's a, it is a trusting journey, 100%. Mm-hmm. We have been on a trusting journey. We now yeah. trust God so much more than what we did before. And we trust him in the absence of blessings, in the yeah. absence of miracles, in the absence of like things that we prayed for that did not happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but God had to teach us, I guess, the rough way. But now you're right. Like we're not saying miracles, signs, wonders are bad or anything. But yes, the basis of like if that's all that it is, then I don't think you're going to last. It's so interesting also, though, because <clears throat> I can see, like, on a general um, scale, how that has become an idol to pursue to, or the mm-hmm. desire to see miracle signs Definitely. and wonder, wonders. And it's almost like, I'm sure if you were to go into different spheres and have these conversations, like, some people would be like, how is that? Like, what? This is... Uh, desire this is something god promised how can mm-hmm. desiring mm-hmm. that be an idol but like i literally when i said oh my goodness i was in the kitchen mm-hmm. making food yet last night and i was like wow like it's crazy to me that we have so much desire to see god move and like i was just thinking about music because i was playing music and i was like so many songs about you know the, mir- yeah. the miracles and like Dead the, bones the yeah. armies rising, rising like wonder like you mm-hmm. know like and it's mm-hmm. true like god is still like the song he's still moving he's mm-hmm. still proving how great he is yes but like there's less songs about i just want to be close to you jesus mm-hmm. like make me like you mm-hmm. so purify they're my heart yeah. cleanse mm-hmm. like you know yeah. and i was like i think that's another huge thing that in the pandemic is like it really like Shifted at the end the of it focus. god really helped to strengthen my walk with him my relationship with him so that everything that I, like like I said, that's why I'm saying my whole idea of Christianity was just skewed. Like, the foundation mm-hmm. was a desire for miracles. And, like, mm-hmm. that's such... Or to see a mighty move You know, that's God. not I want biblical. To see your like, glory. Where did God say that starts? But I think, the I think some people, at least for me, I know sometimes it's just like, I just want to see your glory. Like, I don't get, like, I, it's unfair. Like, I want to see your glory. Like, God, However, I was missing out on seeing the glory the every single day in the small things. Yeah, hey, that's a literal so, thing. You know, it's just like a shift, a paradigm shift. Because, and also, like, if you think about it, a lot of times that there were, you saw miracles happen. 
it wasn't in a sense like you know, it wasn't the apostles or even God chasing after the miracle. It's it just so kind of happened. And just as you're walking Organic. in your everyday life, and like okay, like Peter and John, they're just walking, probably going somewhere, not mm-hmm. thinking about you know. It's not like they were in the church praying and fasting and saying, "God, we need you to heal this." Yeah. man. they're just about doing their own it's thing. So true. But God will living their own life, living their own life. Like, you know, like. And then encountered this guy. And I just said, mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, you're healed. It's so true. And moved right along. Yeah. Probably thinking, God, if you're healing me, heal him. God, if you mm-hmm. don't, you don't. But, you know, sometimes we get so, I feel like it's the church culture where it's like, yeah. oh my goodness, we got to see a miracle. And like, you get very like caught up in it and you're praying and you're fasting and you're, your whole focus is that mm-hmm. as opposed to living your, your day-to-day life, just pursuing Jesus, yeah. Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. And not even the things the blessings that come with him or not no. even the great things that come with him or the grandeur, the mm-hmm. glory, but just Jesus, yeah. simply Jesus. Just and Jesus. when they, when you do that, then you can actually open yourself up more to opportunities to be used by him and don't lose sight of the small miracles too. Like exactly. just the miracle of people being able to know him and to come to know him. That is like, that's the best thing that the can happen. Of having a relationship with him, like this. But having, being able to share Jesus with someone mm-hmm. and have them come to know him and come to the Lord, that is the biggest miracle. Yeah, it says, like, all of heaven rejoices when one soul is saved. And, yeah. But where our perspective and, like, our mindset is so... Not when one so soul is, like, healed and... Warped. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, that in itself is a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. Yeah. But to your point about, like, the the fact that you are praying to see God's glory, or not realizing not realizing that you can see God's glory in the small and mm-hmm. like the mundane, quote unquote mundane, like things every day. There's opportunity to see God's glory. It just comes back to I think we're also this back to conversation we had in the kitchen, Gabby, where I was <laughs> like, like there's so many things that I realized this year that I was praying for, not necessarily even praying, but I knew there was a need and there was a desire from in my heart for God to work. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you reflect that you really see God was working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something this pandemic has taught me too. Like the blessing it is, um, or like the benefit of reflecting and taking time how to just think it is, how yeah. important it is. Like I know, like a lot of people say, like don't look back, like you know, but like. In this, when you're reflecting, you're like, God, just, you just to be in awe of who God is and the way he was mm-hmm. working, like, that all along he was working and he was Reflection working. Reflection is key. It's key because, like, mm-hmm. there's so many things, like I was saying to Gabby, like, things that I was praying for, like, the examples, there was a relationship, um, like, just to be vulnerable, like, I didn't really feel that close to our dad a couple years ago and that, that mm-hmm. was, I had a lot of anger in my heart towards him and, like, mm-hmm. pain in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, time just went by but now you're in you this place where it's like i can see. look back and i yeah. see god yeah. all along he was working and it wasn't like i went every Preach. day to god like god please heal this relationship do but this god work saw, but god yeah. yeah but god saw and he was mm-hmm. working his moving it's and true. that is that right there is an opportunity it's, for god to be glorified but we miss true. those things it's when so we don't true. reflect and we don't look back yeah. and we just walk around not realizing that the things that we're taking for granted are like fruit of God's prayers or like fruits. Sometimes the things that we may not even necessarily pray about, like Ariel said, but it was just a desire of our hearts Mm -hmm. and God just provided it mm-hmm. and but yeah if you reflection i can't even stress that if the importance of reflection reflection i've said it before but that's another sign of in, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. too the ability to be able to reflect and to 
it's good to be able to see the goodness of God, but also just to be able to see, you know, how far you've come mm-hmm. or the areas you still need to work on and how where you can go from here. Yeah. But like you really do need to pause and look back on your life. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what on no earth are you doing? Really, you know, really time to reflect. <laughs> yeah, but also when you're reflecting on the goodness of God, that's what gets you through when it's you're so in true. periods of waiting and mm-hmm. like having faith. 100%. Like if you don't have a record of God's mm-hmm. goodness Preach. in the past, like what are you holding on to? Mm-hmm. Preach. Like, you know? Yeah, and you won't be able to wait well. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> the, the joke is like this is just like a quarter not even not a eight. Eight. we haven't even talked about the yeah. that we have on the, yeah, yeah we've talked about a lot in this time mm-hmm. had a lot of conversations but like yeah this is just kind of skimming the surface of the things that we've learned um about ourselves about church culture about life in general like in terms of life in general, I'm just like it's just more and more convincing that God is coming soon, just by everything that's happening in the world. Like I feel like if it's always something going on in the news, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's always something like some, if not like some kind of war or famine or drought or mm-hmm. discord, and you know there's so much happening that it's so important for us as believers to get it together, like you know, to bloom and grow because. Yeah. God is ready to move and people's hearts are more than ever before open and ready to receive him. Like people are searching. I'm sorry, but we've all seen the rise of interest in spirituality amongst Mm -hmm. like through social media. People are searching. People are searching. They're searching for something. Everyone was compared to maybe looking to create connect. To to compared source, to yeah. maybe five or six i don't even know like but all i can tell you is this new wave of spirituality of grounding meditating Rocks. manifesting Stones. all of that because like before it would just yeah. be like atheist or you were in a religion it's so true. now we have like everything that you know like nature is the god the universe is the god um you are the <laughs> there's everything now and like people are becoming now it's even funny to us because like even learning in in university and in nursing and in health and mm-hmm. even in medicine they're now creating categories yep. for spiritual health spiritual healing yeah. because they recognize that there is an aspect to us that is deeper and higher than we can even more than we can even really put into words and that is literally god's creation yearning for him Mm -hmm. but they just don't even know it and Mm -hmm. so that is just that is huge huge uh, the biggest reason for us to get it together because yes first and foremost everybody needs to figure out their salvation with fear and trembling and you need to make sure like hey am i even gonna get into the heaven right. like does god even know me like is he gonna say well done mm-hmm. or what like what's happening um but secondly like we also are we are saved and we know god also so that we can be able to share him with others like that's our primary goal as believers once we've been saved the next the biggest goal is you need to spread that mm-hmm. and you need to share that you need to be a light so if but the more that we are kind of like if we are hurting if we don't have the right mindsets if we are still clinging to things that are hindering us mm-hmm. all these things that we've talked about or we just have wrong ideals whatever the case may be 
we're not in the best place and position that God can use us to actually impact the people around us. And at the end of the day, God will do whatever he needs to do to reach the hearts yeah, that are hungry. But the problem, the thing is, I guess, do you want to be involved? And if you don't want to be involved, the question is, are you even ready to go to heaven? Because I don't know who is going to heaven who doesn't want to be involved in mm-hmm. spreading so true. the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. How can you get into heaven and be say, what's he saying? Well done for, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. So it's something to ground you. At the end of the day, that those are the two main things, and we can say a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's really those two things at the end of the day. And if you're not doing one, you're probably not doing the other, and vice versa, because mm-hmm. you have to do them yeah. both. Yeah. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I just thought also what all that came to my mind was the fact that people are just <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to you know when you have a thought mm-hmm. and you try to formulate the thought mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to do which I already know what my thought is so yeah, I'm just gonna say it yeah it's just sad that also um I feel like this pandemic has kind of or what God intended to do in the pandemic we already we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. God what God intended to do in the pandemic through us was not really accomplished and there's just so many different ways that we have kind of strayed off the path mm-hmm. and it's just like what in particular what I'm talking about is the fact that it's so sad to see people that have like walked away from community in church mm-hmm. um in like pursuit of like what Janelle was saying, like um, working out or under the the guise of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like first and foremost, I'm going to prioritize my relationship with God, which obviously is biblical, mm-hmm. but not at the expense of <laughs> um, community and fellowship and accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not even going to go into that because it's one hour. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I was going to say the one hour, some of that is just, just goofing off in the beginning, so you do have, like, <laughs> nah, But that know. will probably be That's another like episode talking about... Conversation. Yeah, that. But, the real, yeah, honestly, Gabby's right. That's been happening as well. You can't... At the end of the day, we know we need community. Nobody can deny that. It's just a matter of people not choosing to have mm. community based on whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But reality is, if you are about the kingdom, you can't actually accomplish much. TV Grace is not praying for you. You can't. Well, one, you can't accomplish. You can't accomplish anything really no, on your own. You, you need to have people with you to if be able God, to reach. If Jesus could to reach. Yeah, yeah, he had twelve disciples. Okay. And then he got even more people to help him with his mission. This yeah. is not a one-man mission, okay? <laughs> so that's the, that. But two, like Ariel said, there isn't that aspect of accountability. But that there isn't that aspect of just people being able to be close to you and know when you're hurting and know when you need something, mm-hmm. being able to pray for you specifically, right. discern. Mm-hmm. You don't really get speak that without having you. a community yeah. and speaking into your and life. give you a word. Like, because I and then like... a, a shepherd that also can give you an on-time word for yeah. the times when, like, reality is yeah you can listen to things online and yeah you can like you know do a devotional or stuff but there's times when we're like i don't even know what i need to listen to her yeah exactly but you go to church and then well 
there's the word. Yeah, and like the danger with like I don't know, like solo ministries. I don't even know how you'd call it. Is you pick and choose what you want to listen to and what feeds your soul, and like yeah. you don't allow yourself. There isn't an objective filter. You know, yeah, yeah, of exactly. what God wants to speak into you. And speak to you. This is based on like there's so many. T- t- there's a rise of Christianity on TikTok oh, and on Instagram, and a lot of people, a lot of people on there say like, oh, like. You know they don't need church; they just need to. And I think even Justin Bieber said this: like they believe they love God, they believe God, Ugh, but they don't. They don't. They, they don't, don't subscribe, subscribe to, to like church. church, so they're not part like, of any kind of community. Uh, you don't read the Bible. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you need community, but yeah. you know what? And no, I'll end it on this though. Church. Someone told us, and I stand by this: find somewhere that's going to get you to heaven. Period. Amen. Do what Amen. you got to do, but find somewhere that's going to get you to heaven, and get community you need the support amen we'll end it there blue and girl we're a community (laughs) (laughs) where there's three there's three blue and girl community are the one to like be more interactive with the community you know what you're gonna have to do is show your face i I know you hate hate social social media media. (laughs) but you can't hate social media and want to be interactive um anyway get it together bloom and grow y'all Thank you so much for um, listening to us and being with us and growing with us. We truly pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. And actually leads you into a path of learning and growth Mm -hmm. and ultimately closer. What are the lessons you've learned? I'm asking you to ask yourself that. And you can share them with us if you'd like. (laughs) To reflect. And share, yeah, share with us. Share with us, and we'll catch you in the next episode. (laughs) Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Have a great day. See ya. Good night.